I'm going to start with personal because everything we do personally, of course, affects us in business and me some time to really get disciplined with this. And that was to find something that part was easy, but find something and stick with it that would chill me out a few times during the day and give me breaks for my brain. I run two really big businesses, Drum Talk TV and Advanced Social Marketing, and my brain gets tied in a knot. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that'll reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today we get to speak with Dan Schinder. He has built a global presence with over a million active followers reaching millions more people a week and growing by 4,500 a week from over 130 countries, reaching millions more people a month using content marketing on social media and brand building strategies he developed on social media while growing his Trump Talk TV brand. And the brand reached over 120 million people in all of 2021. And all of this was done 100% organically without boosting or paid ads. The high level of engagement that Dan is creating is an average of 5 million in reach with 2 million post engagements. And it's just really mind boggling. And he's been doing this since 2013. Now he's never paid for advertising or boosting posts of any of the brand's content. And it's really amazing what he's creating. Dan's got a social media and steroids course and consulting where he shares exactly how he turned Drum Talk TV from an idea into a profitable business. He's talking about this in our podcast. And what's really amazing is that I'm so honored to bring him on to the podcast. And I cannot wait for you to share this origin story and how we go deep into the mind of Dan Schindler. So stick around as we jump into this episode. Dan, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Oh, Janae, thank you so much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. We met through a really amazing mastermind that's run by our good friend, Chris Williams. And, you know, he he's my people. And then so people he brings in his groups, 
I know are going to be my people. So I was over the past few months that we've gotten to know each other. Actually, it's probably over a year now. It's been September will be a year. Okay. Yeah. Beginning yeah, so of September, I believe. Yeah. It's wow. it's been it's been amazing, you know, getting to know you, all the amazing things that you're doing. And when I shared with you my fourth child is here, it's like, congratulations. I have this many kids. I won't I won't give it up. I'll leave that to you. No one will but believe it anyways. Nobody would believe it. <laughs> like, what? How can you have this many? It's it's impossible. But really glad that we were able to, you know, build that relationship and be able to bring you here on the podcast. So thank you. Like what I like to start with is getting to know a little more of you. And, and now we've been connected for a while. So I know a little bit about who you are, but my audience might not. So let's get into it and, you know, learn a little bit about where Dan Schinder started from. Wow. How far back do you want me to go? I'm not sure how to contextualize. You can, because it's like, there's, our lives are in phases, right? Yeah. We have chapter one, chapter two is when when you're on your own, then chapter three is like, now you're married, you know, so. Yeah. Wherever you want to start. Married again, and then married. (laughs) So I I had a couple things happen when I was very young Mm -hmm. that are a enormous part of where I am today. I grew up, my wife says I have a storybook upbringing and it's not because my parents had a lot of money or anything because they didn't. They were good with money, but total middle-class American family grew up in Los Angeles. I grew up in a very loving home. I had one sister. My parents had been together since they were 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And that was the example to me of what family was and being married. My parents were great. And they supported my wish to want to be a musician at a very early age. So I started playing drums just before seven years old. Mm. And I also had a lot of other artsy influence because my mother was an artist. My dad did metal sculpture as a hobby. So I was surrounded with art and music, great music throughout the home those early years. I was born in 63 to give it some context. Mm -hmm. And so... I got really good at the drums at a very young age and I wanted to be an oceanographer. I wanted to be a scientist. I wanted to be the next Jacques Cousteau. I just was infatuated with what was under the surface of the sea. However, when I was 14, my father took me to my first real concert and it was a flash in the pan band. A lot of people may not have heard of called Led Zeppelin. And um, <laughs> nobody's heard of Led, Led yeah. Zeppelin. Come on now. <laughs> what happened, Janaid, was by the third song, the light bulb went on above my head, and I said, "You mean that could be a job?" And <laughs> within mm-hmm. a couple of days, I got my parents together, and I said, "I don't want to be an oceanographer anymore." And my mom said, "Oh, what do you want to be?" I said, "I want to be a professional drummer like John Bonham." So after we revived her with the paddles and the smelling salts, (laughs) it took her a little bit to get over that because Mm. my first initials are DR for doctor. She was sure I was going to grow up and be some sort of doctor, scientist, something, right? Sure. Well, exactly one year later, exactly one year later, in June of 78, I was 15, and she found an audition for what became my first professionally paid musician gig, And it was a tour across the United States 
opening for some really big acts. Sticks, who I'm actually going to see tonight. Sticks, nice. Bloister Cope, Hart, uh, Seals and Crofts, Pat Boone, some really big acts. I was 15. Wow. And my mother, the, my parents were that supportive. So because of that being bit by that bug and, and learning the industry a little bit at a young age, I ended up playing in bands for decades and being uh, recording, producing, doing session work, chasing the record deal, tearing up the Sunset Strip in Hollywood for years until I finally had my effort moment and decided I, I don't want to be in bands anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be married to three or four other idiots and all their drama, which I'm sure they thought about me. That's what being in a band is like. Mm -hmm. And I started doing more session work, producing, doing commercials, music for commercials. And, and then I started having kids and all that and got out of music completely, went into the corporate world for a while. And all of that somehow weirdly led to, I've always loved cooking. So this led to me having the audacity to think <laughs> I could do a cooking show. Mm -hmm. How did I know that? Because I watched cooking shows. Sure. Some of them I liked, some of them I didn't like. I thought I could do a better job than some. So I said, I'm going to do a cooking show. And I did. I had a cooking show on TV for about four years. Dude, and check that out. That was the impetus of falling in love with the medium mm. of video. And then I started directing and producing post-production for other shows doing, I got awards for um, my show and a couple mockumentaries, which are fake documentaries. <laughs> and then I went through a really hairy divorce. Thankfully, we didn't have our own kids together. I had mine, she had hers, so there were no lifetime ties there. But during that time, I was kind of lost. And I ended up working for a company that was the largest mystery shopping company. And I ran their multimedia department and ended mm. up doing training videos and things for companies like McDonald's, Taco Bell, Citibank, Wells Fargo, movie theaters, stuff like that. I And then I ended up moving to Las Vegas and working for one of the first streaming video companies on the planet Ooh. and doing all their marketing videos, training videos, things like that. And I met Tad James and Adriana James while working there who were clients of that company. And they hired me to do all this other work. And they owned the largest training company of neuro-linguistic programming and hypnotherapy. And they quickly mm. became my biggest client so much so that I left that job to do production work for them almost full time with a few other clients. We ended up going to Australia with them for two weeks and I stayed for two years. I kept getting work <laughs> through another connection in the charter yacht industry, worked with the Sydney to Hobart. Um, long story short, my mom had passed and that's why I moved to Las Vegas because my dad was moving there. Mm -hmm. And my dad, while I was in Australia, became really, really ill from years of living on medication to keep him alive after five heart attacks. But he was on his way out, like literally yeah. he's on his way out. You got to come home now. You've got to come home. And I had all my computers there and stuff and, and I shipped everything home and they thought my dad would see me, kiss me, roll over. That'd be it. Well, he had the nerve to live 16 more <laughs> weeks. And I was his 24-7 caregiver. Um, I didn't even go home to my house. I mm -hmm. got picked up from the airport, taken there. He was living at my sister's house. He had added on to my sister's house, like his own little 
casita that was attached. So yeah. I lived with my dad and had the most amazing 16 weeks taking care of him. I had a good coach because my wife, you know, Enja was a nurse for 23 years mm. and hospice came a lot. The doctor came every few days and then it mm -hmm. became every day. And then eventually he passed away and I didn't know what to do with my life. Yeah. 49 years old, had no idea what I wanted to do. So I told my wife, let me, let me do your marketing. I don't want to work with big companies anymore. Let me just work with you. You know, she's a professional artist or therapist and everything. So we did that for a short time. And she said, you know, I think you need to find something that really fills your cup. And I saw this thought bubble that basically said, this effort needs to find someone else to play with. I think it just got a little too close. And I didn't know what to do. And she suggested, mm -hmm. why don't you give drum lessons? You told me you used to do that when you were younger. And in that moment, I realized, yeah, I could do that. I didn't play professionally for years, but I played for fun. I had a studio set up, turned a three-car garage into a studio, mm -hmm. PA system. I played every day, had lights, just loved it, got lost in it. It was my therapy. Yeah. And I realized I, I can teach. I'm a trained coach now. I went through all those NLP programs to produce the best products for them. Excuse me, I knew streaming videos. So I started Dan's Drum Clinics online. Long story, a little shorter. I started interviewing fellow educators and my wife said, that's what you should do. Mm -hmm. An interview show, because she saw me do that in the charter yacht industry and I produced live news and stuff. I said, no, it's about the lessons. This is just a separate little thing. <laughs> well, she showed it to a friend of mine and basically it was her idea to do what became Drum Talk TV. And in January of 2023, we're going to celebrate... 10 years and that is where I developed my marketing chops because in our very first year, Janaid, using my own strategies mm -hmm. on social media, we grew to be the largest online media company covering the world of drumming. So I came full circle, surpassing all of our competitors combined in our space by 900% in online reach and engagement without ever paying for advertising, without ever paying for boosting posts. And that told me, wow, I, I, we've really got something here. So in that first year, I opened the other company, which is a content marketing training company and agency, because mm -hmm. I wanted to share with the world what yeah, I was able yeah. to do, you know? And, and so that's how I went from a little boy wanting to be an oceanographer and then a drummer <laughs> to being the Drum Talk TV guy and and I'm told one of the top trainers of content marketing. So it's it's been crazy, it's been crazy and fun. It's been fun. No, absolutely. I, I, I hear a lot of fun in your voice. I hear a lot of fun in the journey that you shared. And there's, wow, there's so much to unpack. There's so much to celebrate there. I'm, I'm you know, um, want to send my regards to, you know, passing of your, of, of your mom and your, and your dad. And, Thank you. Getting to spend 16 weeks with him, right? Just soaking oh it all gosh. in. I mean, it was it was interesting. It wasn't just spending 16 weeks with someone. It right. wasn't just spending 16 weeks with my dad and my dad, who was didn't look like my dad anymore. Mm. He but he acted just like my dad. He was still funny. He was mm -hmm. still very opinionated. He was still yeah. was yelling and cussing at the Lakers every night they played. Same Come dad. On, Lakers, get it up. Yeah, but <laughs> but we 
we slept 45 minutes to an hour at a time every night because I had to help him get up out of bed, take him sure. to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And that happened every 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. And then sometimes it would take half hour to an hour before I could get him back in bed because he insisted he was still going to get up and take yeah. care of business. So I didn't sleep for 16 weeks and I lived mm-hmm. in a room that had to be kept at 84 degrees so he'd be comfortable, which I was, it was all worth it. And it was all amazing. Yeah, of course. It was just amazing. It really was. We wow. didn't leave anything un, unspoken, talked mm-hmm. about, or unasked. And that's how my relationship was anyways with my parents. But in those 16 weeks, we just, instead of just staring at each other, we talked and talked, you talked. and talked. Yeah. Yeah. And, and talking is so powerful, right? The the power of communication. And that's that's why I do these episodes, do these interviews, because I get to learn from you. I get to learn from from the expertise and, and all of the stories that come with it. Yeah. I mean, getting to see Led Zeppelin on stage for, you know, when they first started, I mean, I, I'm much younger. I've, I've never seen him on stage. I only listened to them, right? Yeah. But being able to do what you love at such a long, young age, and, and your wife is absolutely right, you do have a storybook story, right? <laughs> because... There's so many different chapters. There's so much um, learning happening. And it goes to show that having an open growth mindset like yourself, you're continually growing. You're not sitting in one spot and being content with that. And that's what I love about uh, what you've been able to do. It's well, fantastic. Thank you. Thanks. I think when, when people, no matter what they do, whether it's a hobby or a profession, whatever it is, parenting, whatever, mm-hmm. when they think they know it all, when they think they're, they're the best, so there's no reason to improve, mm-hmm. when they lose that, if they ever had it, if they lose that hunger, that eagerness, that curiosity, that energy, that willingness, all the different matrix of elements that make whatever that is up, yes. I think they're done. Mm-hmm. You know, we always have to be learning, always. Yes, yes. Continually learning is where our mind wants to be because when you stop learning, you start you start losing memories because now you're yeah. not giving new content to your brain. Right. How do you experience anything without learning? Yes. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way. So thank you for that, man. It's 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 sure. it's, it's so inspiring to to see like whatever you put your mind to, you can make it a reality and make it happen. So Congrats on, you know, 10, was it 10 years, 11 years? It'll be 10 years in January. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Drum Talk TV. I'm going to have to go check out some of those shows because I'm sure there's a ton. I've always wanted to play drums. I could never get the... so you got to have two different rhythms in your body, essentially, right? One for your hands or each for your hands and, and, your, and your feet. And I could get, never get it because I've, 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 I've never done it. So one friend of mine, with my, my colleague, who, who's also my manager, he was a drummer. So he's like, let me show you how. So all he did is like close your eyes and stick your hands out. And then he started tapping on my fingers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, now follow this beat. And I was able to follow that beat, and and then oh. he, that when he stopped, I was still able to do what he taught me. I was like, "Holy smokes, that was genius!" But I always wanted to be a drummer. I sang 
a very small person, small time oh. in a band when uh, you know when I was younger, and then my brother took over because he was much better at singing. Because singing is takes another you know totally different mindset. Yeah, and I kept trying to copy what I was listening to instead of ha- using my own voice at my oh. own tonage or whatever. Yeah, but anyways, that's a different story. That's neat. That's cool. So on Drum Talk TV, you're teaching people how to play drums. What's going on here? It's really more of we do. We publish a lot of different types of content. Our main thing is interviews. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm the main interviewer, unless we're covering events, then I have a few other correspondents that are part of covering the event and everything. But I have artists on, most of them are very, very popular golden platinum artists. Some are up and coming artists, some are educators. Mm-hmm. Um, so mostly interviews, but then we've also done maybe eight or 10 documentaries. Wow. of different types of drumming in different cultures. I did two documentaries in Japan on taiko drumming, mm-hmm. uh, which also become like travel shows where we talk about the culture, the food, the architecture, everything like that. We've done, I've done a couple documentaries on Billy Cobham, who's the forefather of fusion music, basically. Mm-hmm. A few things like that. We also have a few original series. One is called Dan's Almost Daily Vlog, which is nowhere near almost daily right now. It's like (laughs) once a week. And it's me in my studio uh, Mm -hmm. and it's live. Everything we do is live except the documentaries and something else I'll mention. And I I play in my studio and we talk about music. Maybe I'm celebrating a famous drummer's birthday who was an influence of mine. So we'll talk music, talk about uh, his technique, her technique. And I go back and forth with the audience who is commenting live, broadcast mm-hmm. live through Facebook. And after it archives, it goes on all our other channels. And then there's a couple other original series. And then we curate content from our fans from all over the world. We have yeah. followers from over 130 countries. I think most people can name five countries, right? Wow. So if they're mm-hmm. not from America, they can name that country. Then there's, let me think, United States, Mexico, Canada, and Wyoming. <laughs> and Wyoming is the country. <laughs> my puppy's going nuts outside my door. Sorry. No problem. <laughs> but um, that that's a big part of what we do. So if, if people were to visit our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, you'd see a variety of different things. People mm. of all different ages, cultures, races, level of play, playing all different genres and styles of music yeah. some just drumming some are complete bands some are music then you'll see my interviews with people there's archives mm-hmm. of event coverage the documentaries and things like that man that's that's amazing great and and you said you know you're you've so you've been doing this for 10 years and become one of the largest marketing agency helping doing that and yeah, in, in Drum Talk TV, we're the largest media company in the okay, music industry company. covering okay. drumming. And then my marketing company is nowhere near the biggest. Sure. But what I offer is the best. And I, I know that sounds so so <laughs> cocky and pompous, but what I teach comes from over 50,000 hours, 50,000 hours 50, of doing hours. it yeah. and doing it right and getting results. Uh, I have a new employee who started as an intern. He just got a degree from Penn State, a degree in marketing. Part nice. of his training was going through one of my courses that mm. I sell. 
And by the fourth module, he said, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I didn't learn this in college. I said, no yeah. kidding. That's why I'm, they don't have my experience. It's hands-on <laughs> real life. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, uh, it's fun, too. And I make it fun. I make everything fun when it comes to teaching, training, coaching, yeah. consulting, whatever we want to call it this week. Because when, when you have fun, when you – and especially not only doing, are you doing fun, you're also incorporating music and music – triggers a part of our mind that's unencumbered non-judgmental right it's it's so open that you can then learn anything that you want it's it's powerful the other thing that i that i really love about that is and what i tell a lot of people is you got to bring in your passion to whatever you're doing because if you don't bring in the passion you don't bring in the emotion you're not making that connection that's why I've got Star Wars, I've got books, I've got toys in my backdrop because it enables me to connect with my audience. It enables me to connect. And I see, I see these records and I see these amazing photos and all the drums and, and the doublas and up there, those look amazing in your background, right? So Thanks. it automatically shows me you love percussion. You love yeah, And, and you know what? There's a lot of people a lot of people who, when I meet with them like this the first mm-hmm. time, they don't even know about Drum Talk TV yet. Yeah, they don't. They just know me from my marketing company. And then they see that stuff and they go, oh, wow, that's a neat background. And then they say, oh, are you a musician? Do you play drums? And I'm not one of those people that's going to be like, don't you know who I am? Right, you know, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I have this media company mm-hmm. and it's, you know, I really play it down because. Yeah. It's a different world. There's Drum Talk TV and then there's advanced social marketing and some people yeah. just don't know. And I'm so fine with that. I really am. No, that's that's amazing. And and I love it. I love every aspect of the story that you share, you know. Thanks. I gotta show you my love for video. Let's do it. It's represented, but it's out of the picture. So see if I, that right there yep. is an eight millimeter projector. And it's hard to see, but right there's an eight millimeter film camera. Mm. And then there's some boxes of tapes that was bought when I was born. And that's what my dad made all our family film films, not videos, films on eight millimeter films. And now I have all that stuff. This is from when I used to direct shows and everything and then used to use it to tell the kids to clean their room. Yeah. Um, and and I, it's broken. You know how I know it's broken, Janine? Mm-hmm. Because once in a while, I'll pull it down yeah. and I'll go, honey, bring me a sandwich. Yeah. You and think the does, sandwich ever comes? It must no, be No, it doesn't broken. come. So it's, it yeah. is probably broken. And then I got some awards and stuff there from the, the different shows. and But nice. so, yeah, I've got that. And then on a shelf up here, I got my old big carrying case of Hot Wheels. From okay. when I was a kid. Okay, you gotta got have Hot Wheels. A little telescope and mm. yeah. So I, I'm like you. I, I'm surrounded by elements that make up my past, which makes up our present. You know, yes. it's all little pieces of all little pieces. Who we are we're a huge Star Wars family, huge Star Wars family. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I get that. I love it. I totally I totally love that. And that's that's where it comes down to, right? Who you are needs to show through how you talk to people, right? Not yeah. all the time, but you got to gauge that conversation. And you only get to do that when you have 
a ton of experience talking to more people. So I was talking to a good friend of mine and she's like, you know, I've, I've been a guest on a lot of shows and the quality is not where I was expecting it to be because podcasting is not easy. It's not. It's it's not easy. It's it's like having conversation is not easy, right? You got to work at it. Just because someone wants to do something doesn't mean they're, for lack of better words, cut out for it. They mm-hmm. can learn. Doesn't yes. mean they have learned. Doesn't mean they've honed it down. Doesn't yeah. mean they've found their purpose for it yet. And a lot of that will show, like she said, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And those people can get better at it. Oh, yes. But not everyone, you know, we're all at different stages at levels of whatever we do. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Thank, thank you so much. So I'm, I'm really still buzzing from, you know, all that you shared. I can't wait to go, go watch your, you know, daily, almost daily vlogs and, <laughs> and some of the shows because I love music. You know, I, I used to watch oh, these nice. running videos where they would, you know, have different camera angles and he's like doing the double, the double yeah. header. Oh my God. I can't get enough of double header. In fact, one of my favorite bands is called Power Glove. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah. They do uh, they do cover songs of theme music. So they did like Inspector Gadget. Oh know. wow, how cool. So they just they just go out and, and grab will grab a, a theme song from the eighties or even a new one, like Gotta Catch Them All. They did that whole version song in metallic with like double header drumming and like really yeah. <laughs> That's cool. up. Yeah, it's really neat. When you go to our Facebook page or YouTube channel, and both of those, there's playlists. Okay. So there's playlists that have events we've covered specifically, playlists of just documentaries, playlists mm-hmm. of Dan's Almost Daily Vlog, playlists of a show I do with a professor of kinesiology, and we talk about uh, motion, repetitive motion injuries, which is popular in drumming, of course. Uh, piano playing, you know, all mm-hmm. we do that. Um, so you, it'll be easy to sort of find that stuff. Okay. And then everything else is uh, what we curate from what gets either submitted by our fans or stuff that I just stumble on and mm-hmm. write them and say, hey, I'm Dan with Drum Talk TV. Can we use your video? It's great. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of fun. I feel like the tooth fairy when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it, man. Thank you so much for, you know, taking us through your origin story, sharing what your motivations are, because it's all sprinkled in throughout your story like what's motivating you let's go do that and then of course you know the people around us that shape our future as well because of that early support from our parents it's it's so monumental do what you want to do so now you have this open mindset i'm going to do what i want to do and not being shunned or told not to do that and i i gotta work a lot on that for myself because i'm telling my kids don't don't do, why are you buying these Pokemon cards? Like, what's going on? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I need to be open. I need to be let them, you know, go into it because yeah. they're going to extract something out of it that I might not know, and then they might be able to teach me a That's thing or true. two about yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So let's take a quick break, and after the break, Dan's going to share three hacks to take away right here. We'll be right back. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. 
This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Welcome back, guys. This is Junaid Hoover here at Hacks and Hobby, and we have been speaking with Dan Schinder, of the, the amazing host of Drum Talk TV. They're going to be celebrating their 10-year anniversary doing this amazing Drum Talk TV show, and I urge you guys to go check out this show. But before you do that, hold on a second. Dan's got three hacks to share that you can implement in your life immediately. Dan, take it away. Okay, so I've been deliberating in my mind about business or personal or personal or business. I'm going to give kind of a little bit of both and there's some crossover. I'm going to start with personal because everything we do personally, of course, affects us in business. And me some time to really get disciplined with this. And that was to find something. That part was easy, but find something and stick with it that would chill me out a few times during the day and give me breaks for my brain. I run two really big businesses, Drum Talk TV mm-hmm. and Advanced Social Marketing and my brain gets tied in a knot. Uh, we have 11 kids and 19 grandkids. My brain gets tied in a knot. We live in a very small community up in the mountains, 100 miles east of Phoenix. And strangely, our entire yard or lot is concrete. And I grew mm-hmm. up learning from my mother how a lot about horticulture, gardening, and all that. And I have always loved it. I've always been able to grow stuff. So I finally caved and said, I've, I've, I'm going to get into gardening. I don't have a yard to garden, but I'm going to get into it. So I got into container gardening and building um, platforms out of uh, pallets. We mm-hmm. built a hundred foot linear wall, 10 feet tall nice. out of pallet wood. And I got back into gardening because I needed something to be able to walk away from right here or out of the studio, as much as I love what I do, I needed to walk away and do something where that was all I focused on. And Sasha, my dog, he's 11 months old, a Shepsky, German Shepherd, Husky mix. So he, he gives me a lot to, to focus on, but having something like for me, it's gardening. That's really what keeps me off the news. 
the gardening or whatever, whether it's a hobby or whatever we want to call it, that's been just so helpful for me. And I'm almost obsessed with it. You know, we live where it's hot. We're in Arizona, even though we're up in the mountains, it's still warm. Mm -hmm. And I'm up at 435. I'm out there watering to protect everything. After we're done, I'm going to go out again and water because it's probably about 100 degrees right now. And I water again as the sun's going down about 7 p.m. this time of year. And um, it's it's been a blessing to fall into that. And I don't think about work. And if you look at my personal Facebook page, you won't see much stuff from my business life. Mm -hmm. You'll see my flowers, the butterflies, the birdies that come by, the weird bugs I find, the lizards, my dog, my cat, my cat with my dog, my dog with my cat, my wife and I once in a while, the garden. Mm -hmm. Did I mention the garden and the dog and the cat? I think I think so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that that's my first hack mm-hmm. is to no matter how easy you have it, no matter how hard you work, you've got to find something that's going to be your balance. You've got to. It's so important. I had a, won't go into detail just for the sake of time, but I had a, a medical scare five and a half years ago that scared me into getting my bleep together so that I would have balance. I was working too hard, wasn't taking breaks and, I had some not so great stuff happen right here, but I'm better now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Find so something to chill the heck out of your mind. I yes. love that. I love that. Yeah, because it does a lot for, it's a domino effect, right, Janine? It does a lot for yes. your spirit, for your soul, and that affects how you communicate, how you interact, and all those things. You yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. So that's number one. Number two, um, let's switch to business. Mm-hmm. For a moment, we, we talked earlier about always be learning, always be learning, always, no matter how well your business is doing, no matter how well an aspect of your business is doing, always be learning and always be open to something different. And I have to say what I do is different. Most people in my space who teach what I teach or provide what I provide are making the same exact mistakes that the people were who they serve, who've gone to them for help. And that mistake is that they're doing what everyone else is doing because that's what everyone else is doing. So they think it's the right thing to do. It's that herd mentality of everyone copying everyone else who's about to fail the test. And I teach some crazy stuff. Uh What I teach about how hashtags works is backwards from what everyone else is saying, doing, talking about, but it works. I'm the guy with a million followers on Facebook. We reach 5 million people a week organically, no ads. We reached, we reached 120.5 million people in 2021 without spending money on ads or boosting posts. So do I teach some crazy backward stuff? Yes. Does it work? It's guaranteed. So be open is really the message in that. It's not a self-promotion thing. Be open and learn from other People, my dad Mm -hmm. taught me when I was much younger, if you're going to watch the news, watch different news sources, read different stuff, listen to different perspectives and and learn what the real story is. The stuff that's going on in Ukraine might not be exactly how we see it. The stuff that's gone on in Sri Lanka, the stuff that's gone on in Panama, you know, Cuba, anywhere, pick, pick any topic. Yeah. Yeah. You need a 360 view if you know how to find it. And then develop your own opinion. And and I think that's so important because so much of the lack of that 
is what's dividing people. And, you know, I look at my dog and cat who get along. My my dog, like I said, is an 11-month-old puppy. is pretty wound up. The cat is a six-year-old Maine Coon. Mm -hmm. And they play together. When he he gets wound up, I have a blanket on my floor right next to me. He gets wound up. And finally, he'll calm down. He'll lay down. She'll slink in to see what's up. He'll lift up his head. She'll whisper in his ear, and he goes to sleep. I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> but if if different species of animal mm-hmm. of the animal kingdom can get along, why can't why different can't races, along? different cultures, political beliefs, and religions of people? You know. I mean, I love that. Absolutely, keep an open mind. Always be learning and. Open to something different. Open to something yeah. that you're not accustomed to. Yeah, don't canonize everything mm-hmm. you learn. Star Wars canon is fine. Oh, yes. But don't canonize everything you <laughs> learn or, or how you're influenced culturally, you know? Yeah. All right. Nice. Two amazing tips. What's the last one? <sighs> Where do I go with this? The last one. Now, I told you that I, I, I was fine not writing them down because I just feel more comfortable thinking extemporaneously, mm-hmm. which is a big, that's a big word for a drummer. I should get points for that. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with something that ties into the first one. Mm-hmm. Really put in the effort to take care of yourself. And taking care of yourself can mean so many different things to so many different people. It, it could yeah. begin and end with what my first point was. Find something to chill you out. But there's so much more to it. Um, and I, I hope this doesn't sound to anybody like I'm on a soapbox. But, <laughs> you know, be conscious of what you eat. Get physical activity. Find time to... I don't sit in a lotus position and meditate, but when I'm Mm -hmm. gardening, it's kind of like my walking meditation. Yeah. And I, I go with um, the unusual meditation practice that is from the uh, Tibetan Buddhist heritage, which is instead of focusing on something and meditating on something, you're constantly doing your best to push away all thought, which is different. That takes a lot of effort. Be healthy with your mind, which will help you be healthy with your soul. No matter what you mm-hmm. believe, whether you're mm-hmm. atheist or you believe in Christ, Judaism, Buddhism, whatever, yeah. Taoism, in so many ways, it's really all the same. It really is. It's something it is. we all yeah. have that helps us in here, however that helps us. Sometimes it's what we believe because that's what our mommy told us, and that's okay. But take care of yourself spiritually Take care of yourself with what you put into your body and what you don't. And I'm not saying don't, I'm not saying don't drink alcohol, don't smoke weed. If if you do that, do it in moderation and, moderation, and do, the, yes. yeah, do the other stuff too. You've got to, and and a big part I think of taking care of yourself is forgiving yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Jewish tradition, we are not allowed to have regrets. You never want to have a regret because whatever right. has happened back there is where you are, is part of where you are right now. And hopefully Amen. you can make yourself feel happy about where you are right now. I don't I don't regret being married to the first two wives that I had kids with. If I did, mm-hmm. that would mean I regret having those kids. No, not at all. And we're all good right. friends, by the way. Um, so you, you really got to look, again, if I could use the term 360, look at taking care of yourself 
in a 360 view. It's not just mm-hmm. what you eat. It's not just physical fitness. It's not just having a hobby. It's yeah. it's also loving yourself, forgiving yourself, you know, all, all those it's, things. It really it's is. It's a combination. Yeah. And we're never, I think, going to have the same investment in each of those areas no. equally. And that's okay. But have that door open for all of that, to let all that in and, and understand it, which will help you understand you, which will help you understand everyone else on our bookshelf. Yes. We have right. the the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Kabbalah, the Torah, mm-hmm. um, books on Taoism, different practices and disciplines of Buddhism. We have it all. Yeah. So that we can learn about where other people are coming from. Amen. And it's amazing how similar, like I said, a lot of those different things are. I wonder why. I mean, we're all a human with the same you know, same way our minds work. So absolutely, there's going to be so much overlap. There's going to be so much similarities because we all have, we're all, we all look the same on the inside. How about that? Yeah. And I, that's a great point. It ties into what I thought of when you said that is that, you know what the difference is between all of that? It's interpretation. Interpretation. Yeah. That's really the only difference you know? Yeah. I don't think that there's any beliefs that say you should go out and do bad things to people. There are conflicts and that happens out of conflicts in beliefs between certain cultures and religions, but none of them preach to go do that. No, no, they don't. Absolutely not, man. I hope those three are, those three are, those three chips, those three hacks are amazing. You gotta be able to, personally grow right so yeah. having place to chill helps us our minds go into the work mode because if you're constantly doing 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 guess what your mind is not able to con- that's why sleep is so important right sleeping yeah. helps us grow that's why my my one month old sleeps more than he's awake because he's growing he's doing a lot of growing so that's where we go. Thank yeah. you so much, Dan, for you, all of Jenny. that wisdom, man. This was this was fun. Oh, thank um, you. Let's what? jump quickly to those uh, six questions and uh, Ooh, okay. wrap it up. All Number right. one, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? You know, I'm not sure I could think of one that I haven't gotten into. Because um, you've done everything. Well, I've done everything I've wanted to you, do. That, that you I've, wanted to uh, do, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, hobbies, other hobbies I don't do now that I have done. I used to live near the beach in Ventura, California. I loved going to the tide pools and mm-hmm. seashell collecting with the kids. I love astronomy. I've, mm-hmm. I have two telescopes. I love biology. I used to have a microscope and raised my kids on, look at this tiny universe in here. So I can't think of, uh, other than maybe macaroni basket weaving while skydiving in a monsoon, I haven't done that one yet. I think think they have a class uh, opening for that uh, September 1st. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, I love it. Next question, what did you want to be when you were a child? I think we talked a little bit about that. I wanted to be an oceanographer no until sure. I was 14 and my dad took me to see Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me, let me show you what the world looks like before yeah. you go to the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is, next question, what is your favorite movie or TV show? Oh, I've got so many. Can I skim the pond? 
Can I skim a stone over sure. a few? Okay. For TV shows, um, Veep mm. is so good. Veep is so good because it's so real to me. Like how many, for the listeners and for you as well, Junaid, how many times you've watched a TV show or a movie and something happens and, and they don't, they don't say the F word and you know they would in a real situation. Yeah, Most yeah. people would say yeah. bleepity bleep bleep bleep, right? And, I, and Veep just lets it rip. It's so <laughs> funny. I just, I love it. So I love that. Um, I love Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, The Blacklist, mm. going old school. I grew up on Mary Tyler Moore, The Carol Burnett Show, Sanford and Son, All in the Family, MASH, The Flintstones, nice. The Jetsons, the whole Looney Tunes thing. So that's TV. Monty Python's uh, Flying Circus. My one of my favorite, favorite, favorite movies is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Just Holy love Grail. that movie. Never gets old. I love all the Star Wars mm-hmm. canon. Uh, I love um, Guardians of the Galaxy. My wife turned me on to that. Grew up on Star Trek TV, mm-hmm. so I love the Star Trek movies and the subsequent series. Other movies. I wish my wife was here. She'd help, help remind no, I think, me. I think we got plenty. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you get the idea. I think we got plenty. That's, <laughs> Sorry. that's a really, really nice spread around the human psyche and, and what they do in the, in these movies. Yeah, there's shows. some different genres in there. and Yeah. John I Wick. I love the John Wick kind of stuff. Oh got to watch a good ass kick. In got, time. got it, got it, got it, got it. And I um, love documentaries, if I could throw that in. Mm, documentaries. Okay. Learning. Okay, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Next question is going to be a hard one because you listed a lot of movies. Let's see what happens now. What movie would you choose if you get to play a character in it? Oh, wow. I'm going to, that is such a great question. I'm going to go with what movie would I choose if I got to play a character in it? I know later I'm going to have eight other answers, but for now, <laughs> I'm going to say, um, I'm going to go with John Wick. Oh, yes. That's that's the perfect movie. I mean, yeah. I can't wait for number four. It's going to be an epic one. Yes. Um, I'm wondering if Halle's going to be in it. I don't know. Do you know if Halle Berry's going to be in I it? I don't know. She has I love the Bourne yet. series as well. You, yeah. you gotta have a good a little a little born series, especially with those car chases and and uh y- yes oh and then there's steve mcqueen from bullet there's there's also you forgot ronin with uh yeah oh my goodness robert de niro and uh i can't remember the other guy's name screw oh, yeah. jump talk tv i'm gonna go into acting <laughs> all right there we go let's do it <laughs> you did you did 10 years of it time yeah. to switch it up you know okay. That's a really good question. I've never heard that question anywhere. Well, That's thank really- you. Um, it it occurred to me when I watched the movie. Um, it's based on the book Ready Player One. Yes, right. That was a great movie. Yes, the movie was great, and they 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 picked the movie. They picked um, Schindler's List. No, not Schindler's. The Shining. They picked The Shining the for the movie. <laughs> But in the actual book, they picked war games, and you had to play Matthew Broderick's character oh, wow. in that in that in one of the puzzles to solve the puzzle and get the key. So, like, wow. that's gonna be an awesome question. Yes. <laughs> Two Wait, more questions remain. 
Who Pick. is your favorite superhero? My mom and my dad. I love it. Yeah. Can't be better than Truthfully, that. Truthfully, they really, really were. They were both self-made people and just great parents. Nice. Last one. If you were a board game, what would it be? <laughs> Probably Monopoly. Mm. Because I see the game of Monopoly as, as you play it, if you dive into the strategy of it, it makes you better. Yes. It's all about self-improvement in so many ways and a way to yeah. know when to conserve, when to spend, when to invest, when to pull back. I, I see it like that. That is very right. strategic. Yeah. Nice. Well, Dan, where can uh, our superpreneurs find you? I think you mentioned so, Film Talk TV. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for asking. Uh, for more entertainment purposes, you can go to drumtalktv.com, which is about to get a major remake. If you're on Facebook, look yes. us up on Facebook. You'll see a lot more content. It's facebook.com slash drumtalktv or same content as on YouTube, which is youtube.com slash drumtalktv channel. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, Vimeo. On the business side, if people want to book time with me just to ask questions and get two free modules from my mm -hmm. course, learn about my courses, go to uh, www.advancedsocialmarketing. There's plenty of giveaway information there. And I'm, I'm happy to book time with people even just to look at what they're doing, answer questions. Um, I'll tell you about my courses. I don't Love sell it. stuff. I give you information. If you decide you want it, that's your decision. That's nice. what I tell people. Yeah. Awesome, I want to be well, there to help and to serve. Yeah. No, I love that. I'll be sure to include all the links in the show notes. Thank, Thank you, you again so, so much for your time, Dan. Thank this you, Janet. It was very cool to be on your show. I love the format and I so appreciate the opportunity. You got it. All right. Talk to you soon. Take care. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hexandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website. 